Welcome to the Nutrition-ish Podcast, the place for all things nutrition and mindfulness. We are passionate about guiding you to make peace with food and empower your body and brain. I'm one of your hosts, Allie Hobson. I'm an NTP, Nutritional Therapy Practitioner in San Diego. I work with individuals to assess personal nutritional deficiencies and imbalances by addressing the root cause of any health issue. In my private practice, I focus on women's hormones, gut health, and thyroid dysfunction. Let's meet my co-host. I'm Chelsea Gross, a certified transformational nutrition coach based in Los Angeles. I work one-on-one with women who are ready to break free from dieting, make peace with food, and create a life they love filled with energy, self-love, and freedom from rules and obsession. I'm also the creator of the ebook, Break Free from Disordered Eating. Remember our disclaimer, this podcast is intended to be informative and entertaining and should not replace medical advice, treatment, or diagnosis. We are so excited you're here. Let's get to the episode. You're listening to episode 69 of the Nutrition-ish podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, you guys. I'm so excited about our guest. I have not done very many interviews myself just because I've been more or less, I guess, quote unquote, on maternity leave. I'm doing air quotes even though you can't see me. (laughs) Um, But Lindsay has been someone that I've wanted to interview for a really long time because she and I actually go way back. So I'm speaking about Lindsay Surowitz and you guys probably already follow her, I'm sure, on Instagram. And if you don't, do that now and then continue listening. <laughs> um, but her Instagram handle is Weeknight Bite. And she and I actually know each other from high school and maybe even maybe middle school, but we know each other basically from San Diego growing up together, went to high school together, we were cheerleaders together, and then her brother and my husband are good friends, and then let's see what else, there's like so many, I feel like, intertwined things, and even her husband and her brother and I all went to college together at USC, so it's funny kind of looking back because neither Lindsay or I like had anything to do with nutrition back in the day, but... I would say, I guess we are both like pretty health conscious, but it's just funny to be like, okay, so many years later, look at what we're doing. It's pretty cool. Um, So a little bit about Lindsay, aside from being a good friend of mine, Lindsay is a certified holistic nutritionist who is all about balance. She has her own nutrition business, creates easy recipes and provides wellness tips to inspire you to live a healthy, balanced life. With a lovable smile, adorable pooch and very handsome hubby, her Instagram is soon to be your new favorite follow. The thing I love about her is that she prides herself and recipes on being easy, healthy, and totally realistic every single night of the week. She teaches clients and participants of her group program how to change your mindset and start thinking of food as medicine and as a delicious part of life. She finds a balance between your healthy weeknight bites and Saturday nights at your favorite restaurant. And that really is true. I think what kind of comes across to me and we'll get to hear from Lindsay herself, but it's not all about like being completely healthy all the time or it's so black and white. And Lindsay does a really, really good job of kind of blending the two together. Like she has amazing cookie recipes and she's like, if I want pizza, I'm going to eat pizza and everything's going to be just fine. (laughs) So without further ado, welcome Lindsay to the podcast. Thank you. That was a great intro. Oh, well, you know, you're easy I was wanting to like jump in and interject, but you did such a great job. <laughs> we have such a history. I know. I know. I was like, some of the photos I've sent to Lindsay actually when I'm like staying at my parents over Christmas <laughs> is really funny because my room is like exactly the same as when I grew up, but I have all these photo albums and I was like, oh my God, here's one from cheer camp. <laughs> oh my God, cheer camp. <laughs> And when you used to tailor all of my um, uniform oh, skirts. I forgot about that. That's yeah. true. So we went to a private school where you were required to wear uniforms, but we're like, but we could like adjust this. So I would like, and that was when like everything now is like high rise, but back then it was like low rise everything. Low rise. <laughs> so we would take like our high school, you know, skirts and like literally take off like the top foot and then just like. And you'd like sew lace around the top and then they'd be really cute. You know, it's funny as I did it with a sewing machine back then. I cannot, I have no idea even how to like set up a sewing machine anymore. Really? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. If you don't use it, you lose it. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess catch us up. So I kind of, you know, based on what we, we now know about you, you studied something completely different in college, right? 
Yes. So like you said, we both went to SC. I was a year below Allie and I studied um, communication and then I minored in entrepreneurship, which was basically like, I have no idea what I want to do. So this should work with something eventually. And it did, and, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, that's what I studied. And when I first graduated, I worked for this startup coffee company. Did you know that? You did tell me that because now I think you don't drink coffee, right? Yeah. Yeah. So having this entrepreneurship minor, I was like, oh, I want to work for a small company and be on the ground floor of this new business. And it was this low acid, like healthy coffee company. And I was their only sales rep. And so that's what I did. I was like the sample girl at Whole Foods giving out low acid coffee. And everyone's like, I don't want this low acid coffee. I want like the real deal. And so it was a very interesting experience. Didn't didn't last that long. And after that, I was like, I'm not doing a startup business. I need to work for an industry that's going to be around forever. Yeah. Are they still around? That's what I was thinking. You know what? It's so funny. I have a habit of like when I'm going through like the tea and coffee aisle, I look to see if they're there. And sometimes I'll see it on the shelves, like very poorly stocked. And I'm like, if I, if that were my job, it'd be stocked really well. But, (laughs) but I see it and it like brings back traumatizing memories. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) I've had a few of those jobs as well. Yes. Yes. So how did you make that transition? Like, I guess from, so you decided you wanted to not work for something small. Right. So after that, I was like, I need an industry that's going to be around forever and it's going to be a stable job. So then I went into working for an insurance company, very much the opposite, but my whole family was in insurance and it was something that I knew. And, um, that's what I started doing. I was an underwriter, like assessing risk and putting together insurance proposals. And I did that for three years. And while I was there, I was so like desperate for something creative to do outside of work because it was the least creative job ever. So that's when I started Weeknight Bike, which was in 2012. And And how did you, was it like a blog or what did it start out as? It was funny because, you know, it was a few years post-college and I always loved having friends over for dinner. And I was like always the one to be cooking for everyone, even though I really didn't know what I was doing. It was like very simple recipes, but my friends would come over and they're like, we have no idea how to cook. Can you put together some videos or something to just like teach us so we can watch it in our own kitchens. And so I was like, sure, this will be fun. And so I figured out how to use iMovie and I filmed some like cooking videos that were like 10 minute videos, which, you know, no one would sit down and watch a 10 minute cooking video. Now they have to be like 60 seconds or less and really quick with cute music. It was not like that back then. (laughs) And I had no idea what I was doing. Like no one told me that when you launch a blog, you should have all this content for people to go through. I just put together a random site. I made a logo on like freelogos.com and I posted my blog with one recipe on it. I was like, here's weeknight bite. And then I, I mean, obviously like added to it and I loved it. It was so fun for me to do it. And it was something that I loved and I looked forward to doing and Um, I kept it up through my insurance job. Do you want the whole story right now? Yeah. I mean, yeah, keep going. Okay. So um, after three years in insurance and then working on weeknight bite at night, I felt like I need to quit this job and then go do something else, you know, food related. So I had decided to leave and go to a cooking program in Italy with my best friend. And she was at a perfect time to do that because she was quitting her job and going to business school. And I was like, well, we'll just see what happens. I'm going to leave. We'll go to, I'll go to cooking school and then I'll just come back and maybe I'll be a chef. Like I thought that's what I wanted to do. And so we went to Italy. We basically cooked and ate like every pasta you can imagine. It wasn't like a traditional cooking school where you're going to learn how to make everything. It was a lot of risotto and a lot of pasta and I can't complain. It was amazing. (laughs) Um, But then I came back and I felt like I still needed to learn more. So I did this other cooking program back in LA. And while I was doing that, I started working for this chef and um, kind of like seeing his lifestyle and helping him with some of his PR and events. And I realized I do not want to be a chef. 
he was so inspiring, but I was like, there's just something missing. And I didn't realize back then that I really liked the health side of things. I just thought about the food. And when I realized I didn't want to be a chef or just be in a kitchen all the time or do catering, I'm like, what am I going to do? And so I went back to insurance. I felt like such a failure because I'm like, I thought I was going to figure it out and find my passion, but I just needed, I just needed more time. And I went back to insurance and I kept weeknight bite going this whole time. And everything I was posting was healthy, but not really because I was like, oh, let me make this a healthy food blog. That was just kind of the way that I was eating. And so a lot of the girls I worked with at my new insurance job were like, oh, I need to lose weight. You cook all these healthy things. How do I lose weight? And so we, you know, I would share little tips and things that I thought were common sense to everyone. And I realized that they really weren't. And it was just, you know, it came a little bit more easily to me to have this like healthy, more balanced lifestyle. But all of these other people, it was like new information for our, a lot of the women I worked with. So I would come home from work and tell Mitch, my husband, you know, so-and-so is doing, you know, making what I told her to make and make changing these lifestyle habits. And she's lost three pounds. And this person has so much more energy and this person feels great. He's like, what are you doing? And then it kind of clicked that it wasn't just about the food. It was about the health part of it too. So that's when I decided I needed to go back to school. I wanted to integrate a whole nutrition side of, um, into weeknight bite and just kind of change it up. So that's how it all happened. And then it's been almost, has it been three years since I left? And I was like, I'm just going to go for it and see what happens. So it's been crazy. Yeah. It's interesting and cool that you decided, okay, maybe it's not going to work Went back to insurance again, mm-hmm. and then ended up back, right. Kind of where you're like your instinct, you know, yeah. probably was in the beginning. That's right. And I feel like so many people will ask like, oh, how did you do it? Or how did you, you know, how did you just start your own business? And it's like, you don't just do it one day, you know, and just go for it. It's like kind of a twisty, turny road of figuring out what works and what doesn't work. And it took a while to even to find like the business model that worked for me. That was, you know, it was kind of like a puzzle and you have to put it together and find the best way to make it happen. Yeah. And that is a good segue. So I was kind of going to ask you about your business model because you do things, you know, a little bit differently, I feel like, than maybe some other nutritionists that we've had on the podcast where you're not necessarily solving, like, I guess sometimes you do, but, you know, solving chronic health issues, Mm -hmm. but you have an amazing group program that you put together as well. So talk to us about, I guess, actually, and maybe before you kind of segue into that, but where you went to school, because I know we do have a lot of people who are very interested and I'm sure you get the same question as what nutrition school do you go to and would you recommend it? So maybe nutrition school and then kind of what weeknight bite looks like as a business. Right. So when I was trying to figure out which program to do, when I realized I wanted to do something in the nutrition world, I had no idea what to do. And like so many people, I I feel like that's the biggest question I get every single week in my DMs is what program did you do? And would you recommend it? And what should I do? I'm so confused and overwhelmed. And that's totally how I felt. And in the beginning, when I was looking into programs, I was like, well, the only way to go is to be an RD. And so registered dietitian. So I'm looking at all of these master's programs and I just didn't know about the holistic programs. Like I had I didn't know anyone who really did them. I only knew people who were registered dietitians. So I started looking into it. And at that point, all of my science classes from college had expired. So I would have had to start at the very beginning at a community college, getting all of my science prereqs done, go back to school, you know, do my master's program to be a registered dietitian, do the dietetic internship. It was like a five year plan. And even, I mean, that would have been okay, but even still, I couldn't find a program that felt like a fit. Like I would look through all the different curriculums and I'm like, there's just something missing with these. And what I learned is there was this whole world of holistic nutrition programs that weren't just about, you know, one thing or another. It was like the whole picture of what's going on in your life. And it made so much more sense to me. And so, um, I researched, you know, IIN and all the different ones. And I ended up doing Bowman College, which I did their distance learning online program. And they have a campus in Boulder and in Berkeley, but you can also do the whole thing online. So 
that one felt like a good fit to me because I knew that I needed the science background, which so many of the programs didn't have. This was like a year and a half to a two year program. There were these intense homework assignments and research papers and it felt legit. Whereas there's so many that are online that just kind of feel like no one's reading your homework or no one's really looking at it. And all of a sudden you get this certificate and you're like, am I actually ready for this? So um, it felt like the right program to me, to be honest. I think if I were to go back, I would do the one you did because, and maybe it's just you, Allie, but like, you know so much. <laughs> I feel like when I have questions on things, you're the person I go to and you just, you have like a catalog of supplement information just in your brain. And maybe that's how you've always been with school, but I do feel like the NTP program gives you it gives you a lot of really valuable information, but it also kind of like sets you up from, at least from what you've told me of how to set up your sessions with clients. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel like I had that for my program. I felt like I was done with it and I just kind of had to make up how each session goes and what we talk about in each one. And you seem to have a formula right when you got started. And yeah. I feel like I needed that. Yeah, I would agree. I feel like there's, I mean, there's a lot of amazing things about a lot of different programs. And it kind of just depends like what you're looking to do with it, I guess. But um, right. yeah, I, when I was kind of looking at it too, I mean, literally same story. I was, I was like, okay, I've already like been out of college for a certain amount of time. Like I'm not looking to do like a four year program. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. I should have just like, I mean, looking back on it now, what I would have done is I probably would have like actually just gone to med school and I would have wanted to just be a naturopathic doctor, but do that like from the get go. But anyways, <laughs> um, Which I, I could totally see you doing because yeah, I like the science and the details and like the um, clinical perspective, but I think it does come to, and I wasn't like that in school, like at all. I failed probably all of my science classes and I was just like really good at memorizing stuff. So history worked for me. <laughs> <it's gonna> <laughs> Um, and it's only until I got into nutrition that I all of a sudden had this like part of my brain that just like turned on and now I remember stuff. I don't know, but I do. Yeah. I recommend the NTA program a lot. I do really think that they do a good job, but for one of those reasons, like you said, is that they do have a lot of, um, you know, forms and even like an online system that we use for like answering a billion questions and they kind of set you up to just like run your business. The thing that I don't think that they have which I don't know if your program did this at all, but they don't really teach you kind of like the mental emotional side of anything mm -hmm. with dealing with clients. Cause there's a lot of like, I don't know, food is just such a connection type of thing that there's like a lot of, you know, disordered thinking and eating and mindset of like, how do you deal with a client who just like doesn't listen or how do you deal with, you know, some of the other yeah. emotional I, stuff? I, no one goes over that. I feel like we had one module that was about emotional eating mm -hmm. but nothing really prepared me for the fact that a lot of these sessions with clients are like therapy sessions totally. and they, yeah they don't want to talk food they want to tell you about why they're so mad at their boyfriend and it caused them to eat all these different things that they right. would normally eat. and then you're kind of yeah you're like sitting there comforting them and it's a totally different thing than you expect yeah now usually that's where I'm kind of like okay maybe this isn't my client you know, you can like, I mean, you kind of probably hone in. And I think when you're starting out, I'm sure you probably experience the same thing. It's like, you kind of take on a wide variety of people, but then once you kind of have done it for a while, you're like, oh, okay, this is my person. This is not, this is a very good Chelsea person because she's totally mental, emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> you can have this one. <laughs> no, totally. I feel like in the beginning, anyone who wanted to work with me, I'm like, thank God I have a client. Yeah. And then you realize what works and what doesn't. And it's funny because in the beginning, there were more people that came that wanted to address different health conditions that they were working through. And then I started, I don't know how it happened. I literally had like five women in a row that were all prepping for their weddings. And they were like, I just want to be healthy. I don't want to stress about food anymore. I'm sick of feeling guilty when it comes to eating. I just want to have a simple, healthy lifestyle, feel good for my wedding and be able to continue it after that. And I loved it. I was like, this is my thing because that's kind of how I live. Like I want to have a healthy balanced life and still be able to have a social life and go out to my favorite restaurants. And I want people to do that and be able to enjoy food and enjoy their lives and stop feeling guilty after they treat themselves. And so that's when it clicked. I'm like, maybe this is like the type of person and it's not 
just people who are working, you know, who have a wedding coming up or whatever. But it's kind of that mindset and that goal is those are the type of people that I work with. Yeah, I love it. So are you still seeing private clients or are you mainly doing the group programs now? Yeah, so I still have both. So it started with just private clients, uh, just one-on-one. We would work together. Well, actually, at first, we would do in-person meetings. And then I realized at the time I was living in L.A., and it takes forever to get anywhere. There's so much traffic. Someone was always late, and it's like a whole ordeal to meet in person to do it. So then I started doing everything virtually just over um, FaceTime or even just over the phone. Some people don't like to do the video. So we would do either one and it was all private clients in the beginning, but it kind of felt like you you can't rely on it. Like I didn't know when the next referral was going to come in and some months were busy and some weren't and it just didn't feel stable enough. And so I felt like I needed to just try something else out. And I was like, I wonder how it would be to start doing group programs and do it all online. So I started the group programs and I did it for a way lower price than my one-on-one coaching. And I just made it like a four week challenge that would have four weeks of meal plans, grocery lists, recipes, a bunch of helpful guides, like how to read nutrition labels, how to break free from the guilt, how to be a more mindful eater, like all the, all the basics that I teach my one-on-one clients. But I was doing it for a group and at this really great price that everyone could afford. And so the first time I did the program, I think I had like 47 people. And I was like, whoa, that's amazing. I can reach all of these people at once. And it was a much, you know, it was a better payday than having just a one-on-one client. And I could kind of help a ton of people at once change their lives versus just being able to affect one at a time or a few at a time. And so I felt like there was really something there. And after the first program, I just kind of kept going. Like I did it every quarter. It kept getting bigger. I, the last two or three challenges, I decided to run ads for it through Facebook and Instagram. And so that helped it grow. And that's another thing it's like, And I I think we'll probably get to this later, but like knowing when to invest in the business. I'm like, okay, this challenge has a lot of potential. How can I reach more people than just the people that are following me? And so putting some money into the ads. And then my last challenge I had was my biggest one. It was a hundred, I think it was 117 people. That's amazing. So yeah, it's crazy. So it's grown every single time and it's, it's definitely become more of like the base salary that I give myself because if I know that I'm going to do it every quarter and I can get however, you know, over a hundred people in it, I feel really good and secure about that. And then working with the one-on-one clients on top of that and the brands for the blogs and the recipes, then that just feels like the icing on top. And it just makes me more comfortable having that structure. So it's been good. Yeah, it seems like it's kind of like the perfect balance where you still get to do a little bit of everything. Yeah, and I think it's good. And I don't know if you feel this way, but sometimes I get burnt out on the one-on-one coaching. And so it's a nice way to change it up because having it, running it as like a four-week challenge is really fun because everyone's like, all right, it's four weeks, let's do this. And there's this like camaraderie within the group and people are all supporting each other and you know, posting pictures of their smoothies that they're making and all the dinners they're making. Everyone's commenting on each other's photos. And it's just like this whole community that's in it together. And so it's kind of a refreshing change from just like the one-on-one work that can get really in-depth and and somewhat feel like a therapy session from time to time. So, but sometimes I crave that. Like sometimes I feel like I want more connection. So it's good to have both. Mm-hmm. And especially too with like now, I mean, obviously I definitely feel that because for me to schedule a one-on-one with a client is really difficult with a baby. Right. So right now it's like, I've changed the way that I've structured it to where ideally, yes, I'd love to do group programs, but at the same time now, like I'm just doing like one 90 minute session and then we communicate for an entire month after that via Voxer which is an app that we use actually with beauty counter, but it's like a walkie talkie app and and kind of just talk back and forth. And it's like, okay, people can access me all the time, but I don't have to be like on a time schedule because 
who knows what's going to happen. I certainly, right. you know, well, that's really nice for your clients too, because you're literally like one Voxer away and yeah. they can just ask you quick questions on there and know that you're there to support them. That's yeah. smart. Yeah. It's working well. But yeah. okay, so my question is in terms of doing group programs and having a really good following, I guess, like, tell us the story or like how this organically grew because now, I mean, you have over like 25,000 followers, right? Or close to maybe 30. Close. Yeah. So how did you get to that point? Because it's beneficial, obviously, if you're someone that has a lot of followers, you have a huge market to reach out to, to do these group programs. But how did you get to that point? Well, I feel like I'm such a bad person to ask this question. Like I'll get DMs from people. How did you grow your account? And I'm like, it grew at a snail's pace. I mean, <laughs> I started it. I think I that's a good answer though. Cause you yeah, like, yeah, I started it in 2012. So it's been a really long time and I see people starting their, their accounts within, I've been following them for a year and they have 500,000 followers and you're like, what am I doing wrong? Or what is this person doing that I'm not doing? And so I feel like with everything on Instagram, it's so easy to compare and feel like you're not doing enough or you're not good enough. But I've just like, I, all, everything I've done is organic. All the growth is organic. Everyone there is a real person. I know that some people are tempted to use like the bots to like other accounts or follow and unfollow. And there's all these different strategies. And I think to each their own. But for me, every time I thought about it, I'm like, what is my end goal? My goal is to have clients and have people who sign up for the challenge and then to have people who just are following along and want to be inspired to live a healthier life. So I'd rather have real people paying attention here and people who are going to be engaged than like, you know, doing a workaround to just get more numbers. So that's that. And, and I think that if I were like really trying to grow, which I should be better about this, I would be on there engaging all the time, commenting on a bunch of other accounts, making sure that I'm active, but I get so burnt out on Instagram and I feel like I do my stories. The stories are fun for me and they're just part of my daily life, like showing things that I'm doing. So it's easy to work that in. But sometimes I'm like, I don't want to put together a post or I don't want to do a whole caption. And when I do, after I post it, I'm like, great, I did my work for the day on Instagram and I'm done. But the smart way to do it is to post something and then go engage and don't just say like, oh, yum, but actually do meaningful comments and um, just like being present and liking and commenting and being there. And then those people are going to do the same for you. That's a smart way to do it. And I think that's like really the way to grow. But I'm definitely not as good about that as I could be. Well, I think it's kind of refreshing to hear that you're not that way, actually, because if it's like you got to where you are today because you do all that things, I mean, for some people and for me, that'd be like, okay, well, that's a lot. And I don't really think I can handle that because I am the same way too. It's like, I just feel, I almost have this like weird guilty conscious and also for my health and now my babies, but like, I'm always like, oh, I hate being on my phone. Like just mm -hmm. having like a device next to my head all day, like mm -hmm. it actually gives me anxiety. So like yeah. I try and put it far away or I try and do that. But I think it's, you know, amazing the way that you have done it to where it is just like, hey, I do what I can. And look, I'm still successful. You don't have to be doing all the things unless that's something that you have a goal of, sure, of growing your Instagram. But just yeah. being it seems like it works. <laughs> yeah, you just have to, I mean, if it's a priority to you to grow it, then you put in the time to do it. Like I have a friend who has this incredible baking account. Her, I mean, it's not healthy at all, but it's the most like decadent, beautiful desserts that she posts. And I met with her earlier this year. She lives really close to me and she's like, oh, we're both bloggers in San Diego. Let's meet up. And can you give me some advice as I start my account? And so I just watched her grow like so quickly. And I know that it was all organic and she was just putting so much time and effort into it. She was posting at the same time every single day. She was engaging for hours a day. And then she literally lapped me. Like, I think she's at 50,000 followers now. So I reached out to her. And I'm like, okay, your turn. You tell me what you're doing because <laughs> clearly it's working. And she's yeah. like, I don't have a secret. I just am super consistent. I never miss a day. And it's amazing for her. Now she's working with all of these different brands and she has all these like sponsored posts and like year long partnerships with different brands. And that was her goal. 
And so it worked and she put in the time and work to do it. But my goal may not necessarily be to have like this huge following. And it's great if you do, because like you said, then you're selling your challenge to those people and there's more people who are potentially going to buy it. But I don't know. I, I just, I feel the same way with you that I get overwhelmed with my phone and I want to like live my life and I don't want to spend extra time just sitting on it, liking and commenting. I'd rather just be doing real things. Yeah. Well, and I think it helps too that, I mean, you're very thoughtful where it needs to be thoughtful, you know, like you put in the time where it needs to be like your photos are beautiful. Like they're all very beautiful. And so do you do all of them yourself? I know you've worked with photographers and then then we can kind of go into what you said about like when you decide to put the money into certain things Mm -hmm. like business advice or kind of maybe, you know, stand on that if you will. Yeah. Okay. So the photos, it's funny when I first started, if you go back to the old recipes, the photos are horrible. And so I think with like the posts that have, you know, the recipes that are really popular, I have a list of the ones that I want to reshoot and give a makeover because those ones deserve new photos, but they, the photos were really bad for a really long time. I had no idea what I was doing. And then when I started the nutrition side of things, I was like, I need to fully rebrand weeknight bite. I want my site to look like fresh and beautiful. And I want to have all these really nice photos on there. And I realized that the accounts that I really liked following weren't just photos of food. It was like, who is the person behind the food? I want to see who's making it. And I like to see it in progress and more like candid shots of them. And I like the brands that integrated the person and weren't just about the recipes. And so I felt like I needed to do that while I was doing this whole rebrand. But I'm like, who is going to take these? I have to be in these photos. Who's going to take them? And so at that same time, um, a friend of mine, well, she was more a friend of my husband's and you know her, Kristen. Yeah. Currently Kristen. In college as well. <laughs> yeah. Currently Kristen, if, if anyone wants to follow a great photographer. So she was just starting to like play around with a camera and she was posting some photos that looked a little more professional. And so I had reached out to her and I'm like, are you a photographer? Because I kind of need someone to take some pics and I want to take my site to the next level and I need to be in the photos. And she's like, oh God, no, I'm not a photographer. I'm just kind of playing around. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, great. I don't know what I'm doing. This will be perfect. We should just have fun and try to shoot together and she can build her portfolio and then I'll get some photos out of it. We'll just see how it goes. And to this day, the photos from our very first shoot ever where we were so clueless are still like some of my favorites. (laughs) And it's crazy to see how things have changed for her. I mean, it's been years since then but she is like this super legit photographer with a crazy business and works with amazing brands and she's so talented and so I feel like over the years we kind of grew together and when I started posting the photos she was taking that's when my account started growing Mm. it was like I had these brighter nicer photos that weren't just the food that were like me pouring something or chopping something and it just was like more interesting to look at. And, um, we shot together all the time. I mean, it was, we were like a total duo, but then when I moved to San Diego, I didn't have her here anymore. And I was like, I need to figure out how to do this on my own. And I had amazing light in my kitchen, which I'm really grateful for because that's like the key to the beautiful food photos is just having good natural light. That's why I stopped trying. (laughs) <laughs> it's because yeah. I, my lighting in my kitchen is terrible. I have like dark cabinets and it's just like, it's just a no. Well, it's hard. And I know there's ways around it. Like you can get those indoor lights that'll look like natural lights. But I was, when I lived in LA, it was so dark in our condo that I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to even try to do this. Yeah. But when we moved, I'm like, I have no excuse. I have this bright kitchen with so much light. I have a camera. Let me just try and figure it out. And Kristen taught me a lot of tips. And so now I really do all the food photos pretty much are mine now. Anything that I'm in, either Chris has taken or another photographer has taken. And those photos do perform better. Like I feel like the ones that aren't just food that are more like in progress shots or that have me in the background 
are a little bit better performers on Instagram. So I try to keep up the shoots, but it's just so much easier to be able to make something at home, shoot it real quick, edit it and be done. So yeah. And cost yeah. effective too. I mean, if you can yeah. do it yourself, right? Right. Exactly. So, but I will say like, it is worth it to invest in that if it's something that you really want to work into your brand and it just depends and you have to find the right person. Like I had a hard time because Chris and I were shooting together all the time just as friends. Like she wasn't charging me while we were working together. And, um, then when I moved here, I couldn't work with her all the time. So I'm like, Oh God, now I have to pay a photographer. And then everyone just seemed crazy expensive. And so I ended up just asking around and I had to find the right person that felt like this isn't a huge investment. I can make this investment in my business and feel good about it. And their photos are going to be the right style and it's going to work. So, you know, I think you just have to ask around, like there were people who had the most insane prices for like a two hour shoot. And at first I was like, I give up. I'm not going to reach out to any other photographers because I thought they would all be that way. And then I ended up just, I kept searching and then I found the right person. But I feel like there's also people who are willing to just build up their portfolio. Like even if you find a college student who's trying to build their photography portfolio and you want to work with them and you'll shout them out, you know, that's something that you could maybe work out. There's, I feel like there's ways to do it where you're not making a huge investment. Yeah, that's, good advice. I, I agree. I think that if you can find people, cause that's kind of how it started for, you know, if you think about for you and for Kristen, I mean, mm -hmm. kind right. of, yeah, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, any other, go ahead. I was going to say, there's also so many resources. Like if you don't want to be in the photos, but you just want to take amazing photos and you have good light and you have a camera, or even if you just have an iPhone, I feel like there's so many online courses now that are like food photography courses that are so helpful and they, you know, they can teach you how to edit, how to shoot, how right times to post, even like Instagram strategies. So that's another good thing to look into. Yeah. Are there anything, I guess, on that route of like things that you have found for you that have been really helpful? Do you feel like there's, whether it's a mentor, a program or like classes or like things that you've helped? from a business standpoint, or I guess it could be nutrition too, but mm -hmm. I would recommend. Yeah. So I feel like in this business that we don't have coworkers, we're just like working from home and there's no one really to bounce ideas off of. It's been so helpful to find friends that are kind of in the same space to be able to ask them questions and see what's working for them. And so I do have a lot of like nutrition friends that like you, that I can talk to about like what, you know, what prices are you going with these days? Or how are you structuring your programs? Because that's so helpful to be able to talk to people about that. But in terms of like Instagram and business and all of that, I have a couple friends who are in like the food blogging world and have just like figured it out and created an amazing business. Like one of my best friends is Gabby from What's Gabby Cooking? And she just like, She's the smartest businesswoman when it comes to running this type of business. And I literally every time I'm working with a brand or looking at a contract or anything, I'm sending it to her. And I'm like, what do I say? And she's like, you need to negotiate this. You need to change that. You need to do this. And so I feel like I've learned so much from her and, um, you know, other friends on Instagram that literally I've, we've become friends through Instagram. Like my friend Lainey from Life is But a Dish is another one. And I don't know how we became friends. I was going to say, well, cause also just side note, I'm meaning to tell you or ask you this, but another mutual friend of ours, Lindsay and myself, um, like uses her recipes all the time. Like, oh my God. Always. <laughs> and I'm like, who is this person? Like, I know who she is, but I'm not, I, I just was made aware because I was like, okay, clearly we have some rivals here. Yeah. I'm like, you <laughs> make all of Lainey's recipes. Like where am I? But then she makes them and I'm like, I'm coming to take those cookies. <laughs> um, but I don't know, Lainey and I were like Insta friends that would just like each other's things or comment on each other's things. And her stories were always funny. And so we would start DMing. And then it just was like, should we exchange phone numbers? Like it gets to that weird point where you DM right. and you're like, should we have each other's number? Yeah, because we're like actually friends now. Yeah. And then we met in person. But it's like, she's a person that I can easily call and ask. What do you think of this idea? Right? I want to scale my business online. 
I'm thinking of doing something like this. Do you think it'll work? Will you take a look at it? I need another pair of eyes. And so that's so helpful to have. Um, and I feel like I have a good group of people who are in the blogging world and have been good mentors and just kind of like coworkers for me that we can exchange advice. But um, there's also so many different like coaching programs or mastermind programs out there. That's something that I did was um, it was a couple of years ago and it's probably changed so much since then, but there's a coach named Shannon Monson. I did her mastermind program that was all about scaling your business online. And that's what got me to start doing the group coaching programs. And she had kind of a formula for like how you can make that work. So it's, you know, there's so many different ones out there and I think you have to follow along with them for a while, like watch their stories, find who resonates with you because not everyone is going to have what you're looking for, but it is worthwhile to make that investment. If you feel like you're stuck, like I was kind of stuck with the one-on-ones and I'm like, what am I going to do? And then that really helped me change the model and like shift things around a little bit. So that's another thing to look into. And again, I just worked with another coach. We just finished. Um, she's more of like, she works with a bunch of different food bloggers. And I felt like even though the business is going really well with the nutrition programs and all that, I just was like, what is the future of weeknight bite? Where is this going? And it was hard. I was like too in the weeds and I needed someone else to come in and look at it. And so I worked with her for a couple months and she was able to just look big picture, like, this is what I see weeknight bite as, and this is what I think it could be, and this is how you should get there. So it is helpful, especially when you work for yourself and work on your own. It's so nice to have someone else to kind of like hold you accountable and give you a plan. Yeah, it's interesting to look at it from a perspective of like, I'm going to invest money. Like for you, you looked at it as like, okay, I'm going to invest money in things like coaching and helping with the future and how to like grow the business versus like, I'm going to, you know, hire a photographer and do that. It's like, that's the stuff that you did yourself, which Mm -hmm. I'm assuming looking back on it, you're like, yeah, that was, that was a pretty smart move by me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. I mean, if there are things that are an investment and you can do them yourself, why not? And then if there are things that you're like, I really just need someone else to, to get me through this or to get me to the next point, that's when I think it's a good investment. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, I'm going to ask you, I guess, this question after this about what weeknight bite might look like in about five years, because I'm assuming you'll have something very exciting for us to hear about in the future. <laughs> However, first, is there anything that you think maybe, hmm, I could have done that differently or like that was definitely a lesson learned. I'm not going to do that again. Like mm-hmm. what kind of, I don't want to call them mistakes because everything you can learn from, but anything looking back, you're like, all right, here's what I can assess from the situation. I mean, so many things. Like I think even back to my days of working in insurance, leaving to go to cooking school, going back to insurance, leaving to go into nutrition. I feel like it's amazing right now that there's all this um, inspiration to like live your dream and pursue your passion. And people are so ready to just take that leap, which is amazing. But I also think there's something to be said about like waiting it out until you feel ready to do it and saving up the money to do it so that you're not like, Oh, that was now I'm stressed out and I need stability again. I need to go back, you know, just taking your time to get there. And it's not a race, but just like making it as maybe a side thing that you're working on at first until you feel like you can commit and take the leap to pursue that. So that's one thing. And then I just feel like you really have to listen to your gut and where you're at in life and what's working for you and what's not working for you. Like there's been so many times over the last couple of years where things have happened in life and I'm like, I'm so uninspired or like just going through a hard time and you're not feeling creative. And I remember having, this was like two years ago that I was like in a time that I just didn't feel like myself. I didn't feel creative. And I had all of these sponsored posts I was supposed to be doing with these brands. And literally everything I cooked was horrible. Like the recipes should have been great. And I don't know what was wrong with them, but it's like, I didn't feel creative and I wasn't feeling good. I wasn't feeling happy. Everything was a mess. I made these cookies that should have been amazing. They were like a crumbly, disgusting mess. Every recipe was terrible. And then I had to email the brands and I was like, I need to push this back a little bit. 
And I need to come back to it at a time where I'm feeling like creatively inspired and good. And what's nice is that Weeknight Bite is a lot of recipes and blog stuff, but it's also the nutrition side of things. So at that point, I was like, I'm going to dive deeper into nutrition because I have literally no creativity right now. And so I'm going to work more one-on-one with clients and have those connections with people and just... So I just feel like listening to where you're at in life and not trying to force things that don't feel like they're fitting because you're just not going to feel good about the end result at that point. Um, I'll also say that when I first started working with brands and like charging for things, it's really fun to have brands that want to pay you for something. In the beginning, you're like, well, in the beginning, you're like, I can't even believe these people want to send me free stuff. And then you get to a point where you're, you're like, please don't send me another jar of almond butter because I don't have room for it. I don't want it. And I can't pay my bills with almond butter. But like once you start working with brands and you're charging for it, I think that one thing that's really important is making sure that you're always staying true to your values and what's important to you. And it's easy to get excited about like a big amount someone wants to pay you or the fact that they want to work with you on something with your brand and you just have to like check in and be like, is this really a fit for me? And now at this point, I mean, it's been several years, but I have a whole list of like, if someone reaches out to me that they want to work together, I'll send something back. And I'm like, I don't do anything with brands who use refined sugars, these types of oils, these types of additives. If you have a product that doesn't have any of those things, let me know. And so I think it's really important to do that. And I think your audience knows, like they know when you're kind of selling out and they know when they can trust you to show something and like, you know, to share a product that you actually really love and will use and trust. So I just feel like, especially in the nutrition space, like we have this responsibility to show what we really love and what really works. And there's no time to work with brands that just don't fit in that mold because then I mean if you don't want your clients using it if you wouldn't use it yourself what's the point of sharing it yeah absolutely and I think now I think I think you can say that because you know there are a lot of clean brands out there and there are a lot of really good ones and then there are a lot that are just in it for marketing and it's really easy like like you said it's easy you know to to spot that out especially if you are because your brand is really like authentically you and showing your story Mm -hmm. like you know, taking your dog Penny to the dog park and all these things. And then you pop on there and you're like, and now we eat this. <laughs> like that people are going to be like, mm, okay. <laughs> and now let me show you my favorite herbal essences conditioner. <laughs> yeah. Flow of the hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now let's address the exciting situation of what does weeknight bite, weeknight bite look like in I don't know, a year, five years, what's the future hold for you? Okay, well, today was a big day because I finally shared that I'm pregnant. Yay! I just want to like scream on the top of the room. Uh, Allie's known for so long. I, I took a long time to share it. I'm like five and a half months now, but it was just, there was a lot of like stress along the way to getting here. And so... Once I knew I was pregnant, I just felt like this secret that I wanted to protect. And like, it felt like this delicate thing that I didn't want to say out loud. And now I have this giant bump and I'm like, I can't hide it. And I'm literally getting DMs from people like, how can you only show your face on your Instagram? People actually say that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You wouldn't even believe the messages. Some of them are like, do you have something to share? Your face has been looking very full. Oh my gosh. And I'm like. You mean I do have something to share, but can you rephrase that and just tell me that I'm glowing or something? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Or just like, what if I just decided that this is the way that I want to look now? Or what if I decided that, hey, I wanted to gain a few pounds, like leave me alone. No, I mean, that person was lucky that I actually am pregnant because otherwise that would have totally ruined my day. (laughs) But yeah, so the news is out, which is exciting. So I feel like in a year, I mean, there's going to be a little baby around here. Yeah. Crazy. So I feel like there's some fun things that could change on weeknight bite, like more kid friendly recipes, more family friendly. And, um, you know, talking about this coach that I worked with talking about the future of weeknight bite, like where can it 
where can it go? And I feel like right now it's mostly just recipes and nutrition information. I feel like it has the potential to be more of like a full lifestyle site. Um, she called it a down to earth guide to living well. So every, like it should be about everything under living well, you know, it could be food, wellness, fitness. Um, I, I don't, there's so many different home things. decor, home decor, like keep that too. non-toxic home, how to travel and be healthy, all these different things that I'm really passionate about and that I like that just haven't been a part of weeknight bite. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it could be a much bigger thing and like a more of like a lifestyle, a little bit of everything site than it is now. But I think it'll be fun to integrate some, some kid recipes and just to see where that goes. And also to share like some pregnancy stuff too, because I mean, you know, we've talked about this, like I was craving all the cheese and carbs for the first several months. So I feel like there's an opportunity to share how you can still try to be healthy with all of these pregnancy cravings and maybe even like some fertility talk on there and just like being a new mom and taking care of yourself, which you're going to have to teach me how to do because it looks hard. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that there is a way to do it. I think yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. I'm excited for you to maybe put out some things that are like how to stay sane and healthy as a mom because mm -hmm. I mean, I still, I talked about this actually on the podcast that aired today. I got kind of real with people just being like, look, I, you know, am not the picture perfect of health right now. Like I still eat healthy, you know, compared to a lot of maybe the majority of people. Mm -hmm. but, like I'm hard on myself too, knowing that like, well, you know, like today for lunch, literally was running around with the baby to different stuff. I had Simple Mills crackers in the artichoke, <laughs> um, spinach artichoke uh, bitchin' sauce and a banana Ooh. and almond butter. Like that's not my typical lunch. Right. Like, all those things relatively healthy. Yeah. While you're nursing in the car. Right. Exactly. So it's like <laughs> all these things, you know, where it's just like, okay, I'm trying not to be. And like, you know, the thyroid stuff for me is kind of going bananas postpartum. And I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, I probably shouldn't be eating like the dairy and the stuff, but like I got to survive right now. And that's I what I'm and I actually feel really good. So I'm trying yeah. to do more to that than I am like numbers and, you know, being so picky, but I'm excited for you to maybe put together like a, okay, here's a one pot meal that will last you. <laughs> right. You know, because yeah. like, you literally kind of have to, you know, condense all your things that you had time for before that you don't have time for now. So it'll be a fun, a fun journey for you. It'll be interesting. And I feel like, like you said, you're in total survival mode. So like you only have so much time in a day. So that is an interesting concept. Like what can you do with the little time you have each day to set yourself up to be healthy or make these things that are going to last you throughout the week without having to do an entire afternoon of meal prepping because right. No yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, Cassie Joy Garcia, Fed and Fit. I'm sure you know who she is. Mm -hmm. she, um, just came out with a book that I haven't personally like bought or looked through, but I've just heard a lot of good things about it. So I've recommended it to a few people, um, a few patients of mine at the clinic and it's called cook once eat all week. Everyone's raving about it. Yeah, I need I to know. Check it out. That's what I was like, I think I just need to buy it. But like, to me, I don't know how much, you know, food prep is involved in that, but like, I also don't have a whole day to meal prep or I don't have a whole afternoon to meal prep. I have like, I can do maybe an hour or something, but like, you're right. saying, you know, translate that to more like mom friendly. Like, how do you, how do you do it? I don't know what the answer is. So mm -hmm. I know. I, I have no idea. <laughs> You'll figure it out when you get there. <laughs> I have no idea, but it'll be fun. And I feel like it's cool to have weeknight bite. Like, I have blog posts that were talking about Mitch as my boyfriend. So it's just like, yeah, it's fun to like go all the way back. And then this has been a part of my life for so long. And through this huge transition that's coming up, it's kind of cool. Yeah. And I, I feel that's a hundred percent why people love listening to you, love following your recipes as it's just kind of like you've been on this journey and people really do, as you know, feel like they know you. <laughs> Well, it's so weird. I feel that way with so many people I follow. Like, I know your dog's name. I know your kids' names and we'll never meet. And it's the weirdest thing. But those are the people I love following because they like let you in their lives. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay. So last thing, favorite recipe that you'll leave us with. Like, what do you do if you're going to cook one thing? It could be absolutely anything. 
what's something that we'll link, you know, obviously all of your information in the show notes, but what's your favorite recipe that you're like, okay, if you guys haven't made this, like, what are you even doing with your life? Oh my God. That's so hard. Um, I'd probably say the cauliflower rice enchilada casserole. See, that just sounds good. Cause I'm so hungry since I didn't eat lunch. For yeah. Like, that should be what you make. And it makes a huge portion and you can have that for several days and it's so filling. So there's a, it was originally a quinoa enchilada casserole. And then I lightened it up, you know, a little bit with the cauliflower rice version. So you could do either way and you can kind of customize it with like adding black beans to it or adding certain veggies. If you want to put cheese in it, if you want to do chicken or you can do whatever. You could do beef, you could do shrimp. And so it's easy to customize and it's a one pot meal and it's delicious and I, it feels like decadent and indulgent. But okay, so that's what I would say for a dinner. But I just feel like there's so many smoothies, I would say, the cookies on my site. I don't know. And I'm such a dessert person. The dessert section is the biggest section of the whole site. So, but if I had to pick one, I guess I'd go with the enchiladas. Okay, so I just had a brilliant idea for you to leave me with this inspiration. So yes. a good friend, so Lindsay and I literally have all the mutual friends because everybody that I've mentioned so far, <laughs> I was going to say a friend of mine, but you know her, um, Vanessa, a good friend of mine um, that I grew up with. She just had a baby literally two days ago. Oh she my God, I didn't know. Yeah. She oh. Had a baby two days ago. And so um, I am going to make her something and drop it off at her house because that's, any pregnant new or not pregnant, any, any new mom, that's all they want is for you to cook them something healthy and bring it to you. Mm -hmm. You don't have time to do that. So I was trying to think about like, what could I make her? That's like a, you know, a one pot meal that's easy to just like heat up leftovers. Like someone actually dropped off for me, which was not helpful. Like, I love you, but like, not what I need. here's like the chicken and then here's the lettuce and then here's the dressing separately. And then they did like, um, instant packets of rice and everything was, I was like, but I still have to put this together. <laughs> You're like, I still have no hands. So I what do you want me to do? Right. And so the people that dropped off the things that was like, hi, here's the one thing that is just like a more of a casserole type thing. That was like mm -hmm. absolutely perfect. Cause you literally can, I mean, I'm not telling you to use the microwave, but like you might have to use the microwave. <laughs> yeah it's okay it's okay but that would be really cool a guide or something they maybe you could put together like there's a website meal train I think it's like oh yeah mm -hmm. you know that you can have people sign up um but like your top five recipes of like if you're making a new a new mama meal or something like those are you know some good ones that's a really good idea and that's so nice of you to bring her something you should make the enchilada casserole or you could make, um, I have sheet pan shrimp fajitas on my site too. Mm -hmm. And that's all one pan. You just put it all in the oven. So you could do that and make her some rice or something and put it all together. And then she can just heat that up. That would be good. I love it. Mm -hmm. Maybe mama guide to. One I, yeah. I'm going to write that down and do it. You should, because I was thinking in my head today, like, what the heck am I going to make this? friend of yeah. mine. I don't know what to make. Yeah. Aw, I love it. That's what I'm going to make. So we'll link both of those um, recipes in the show notes along with everything in order to get to Lindsay to find out more about her. Um, tell us all the ways to get in contact and find all your stuff. Okay. My site is weeknightbite.com. My Instagram is just at weeknightbite. What else do I have? My email is lindsay at weeknightbite.com. <laughs> Um, do you want my phone number? No, I think that's it. <laughs> that that should do it. Well, okay. so much for being on. I think this was a really fun conversation and super helpful. I love kind of getting just like an inside scoop on like, what does it really look like behind, you know, behind the scenes? And that's really what I think people are interested to learn more about. And then also check out definitely Lindsay's group programs. So you're running them every quarter. Is that right? I was. So I just did my last one. We did one all of June that just ended. And now I'm trying to figure out when to do the next one, but times are changing. I need to figure out when I'm going to, when I'm going to do it. But my goal is actually to maybe automate the challenges. Mm -hmm. And that way I can run it even when life gets crazy in like five months. So yeah. we'll see. Well, there'll be news on that eventually. Awesome. Well, we can't wait to hear all about it. And thank you again. So from 
Chelsea are from more from Chelsea. See, this is why Chelsea always closes the podcast is I'm not very good at it, but um, Chelsea, my other co-host, usually you can find out more about her at nutritionwithchelsea.com. You can find her on Instagram at nutritionwithchelsea. More from me, Allie. Uh, I am at barefootnutrition at gmail.com or you can follow me at barefootnutrition and then all of Lindsay's stuff. Make sure to check it out in the show notes and yeah, maybe we'll have to do a follow a follow-up episode part two once the baby's here. Yeah. Awesome. We'll we'll have both of our moms babysitting them. I know, right? <laughs> That'll be just lovely. Yeah. All right, thanks guys. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.